The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Yes, this is the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 335, I believe. Yep, that's what it is. All right, well, we got to get through a brief weekend review. Otherwise, it's got to be brief. There's so many important issues to discuss, and you just want to waste time on your silly, stupid Nelson News crap, which are really disgusting. And then your stupid audio plays that no one cares about with this but it is to deal with. Well, after you just wasted some of the time right there that we could have used for the week in review. But it is my show, and we're going to do it the way I want. That's because you're a tyrant. Yeah. Well, so, uh, boy, the roller coaster ride continues. Uh, well, just when you're up, you're down again, and then you're up, and oh, <laughs> So, uh, the most notable thing was, uh, very recently, some video evidence came out that uh, has been completely debunked. No, it hadn't. Yes, it has. No, it hadn't. Yes, it has. No, it hadn't. Well, no, it hasn't. What? Did people just say it's debunked? without even uh, mentioning what's in it uh, in some of these uh, articles that claim it's not true. Uh, they don't uh, give any ideas of what it could be, that it's not what you're seeing and all this sort of thing, or it's a video from something else. Something along those lines, just it, that's not what, what what they're saying. They're just saying it's, it's not true. But on the other side of that uh, uh, debate here, uh, if you can call it that, <laughs> is that it does seem to confirm what was suspected as to what happened uh, election night when all of a sudden uh, certain battleground states said oh well we got a pause in the count uh, blah 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 we'll recount in the morning and then when they did magically massive dumps yes as the president says massive <laughs> dumps <laughs> of uh, Biden uh, votes came in and uh, gave him the win apparently not apparently he's the winner the AP declared it. it's done that's that Oh, my God. Yeah, well, uh, so uh, the video evidences show this where they uh, they tell the observers to leave, <laughs> shut the door, saying they'll, they'll start the count again in the morning. And then they go and pull some suitcases out from under a table and uh, start counting votes. <laughs> so so uh, beyond the now over 5,000 affidavits of eyewitness testimony to uh, fraudulent activities in the count, and now this, <sighs> there's more than enough there for standing, but it's still, it still, it fails to happen. Now, this is enough to put a hold on this, and it could be even enough for legislatures to object to electors being uh, uh, seated. And if that happens, uh, it disqualifies uh, the vote. And so it has to go to the House. And, of course, guess who has the number of delegates there? Republicans. Trump wins. That's the possible scenario. The other possible scenarios that uh, votes would be uh, disqualified and all of that. The problem there is, is I don't think enough judges have the spine to do this because even within a, a pile of massive dumps, <laughs> there might be legitimate votes in there, but they would be disqualified as a result of the chain of custody being 
well, sabotaged, really. And uh, that's what I always thought, that if they couldn't get Biden in, at least the election would be sabotaged, causing all kinds of problems for Trump, which remains true. If he pulls this off, it's still sabotaged and, and ruined. So uh, there is no good scenario here. Uh, if Biden uh, is inaugurated, that's half the country uh, believes they were completely violated here. And uh, it's very ominous. So uh, dark winter indeed. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it is. Just as I'm taping this, uh, Alito, who oversees the districts here with uh, or are the he has uh, jurisdiction appointed to him over uh, Pennsylvania. And they're re- referring to that he needed to uh, put a hold on the certification here because of the discrepancies and uh, evidence of fraud and whatnot. Um, he ruled that uh, the state officials have till December 9th to respond to this allegation, uh, which is after the safe harbor deadline of December 8th. So the officials can do nothing and don't have to respond to the charges, of course. And it's true. I don't know how you argue it isn't that they violated state election law. You, The only way to change it the way they did was for the purposes of mail-in voting was for the legislature to alter it, but they didn't. So the votes under their state law are illegal just by that aspect of how the, the, the process of mail-in uh, ballots and whatnot. If the Democrats were serious about this because of COVID and whatnot, they should have promoted absentee ballot. They didn't. They wanted this new system in there because it floods it and sabotages the election. And the chain of custody is virtually impossible to maintain here. So they think that's enough to force it in and no one gets to look. So, uh, but now Alito says, okay, you got your, you can respond. I, he, he should have set the deadline December 7th. <laughs> You know, Uh, so they would have to. But at this point, they can just say, yeah, well, we think it's fine. What have you? Uh, They don't, because by then the certification goes through and it's that much difficult. Um, uh, Albeit legislature, Republicans could object at that point. It may create that theater and they could. But no one really wants it to go to the House because it's a terrible way to decide a presidency. But it is constitutional and it is there. And when you sabotage an election, well, that's what you get. If Trump wins, I'll take it. This is an abomination. You know, I sat here listening to this as you're just describing the plot of stealing uh, the American government for the people and denying democracy. Y'all don't even believe it. John Kerry's out there seeing, putting up that great reset crap. No, that's that's not true. It is. Yeah, it is. They do talk about it, and I want to get into it, but I just don't have the time. Hopefully, we can do a show on that. And uh, he, yes, he criticizes this. This the the, the, the reality of Trump's uh, presidency was an indication of the failures of democracy. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's a system that uh, doesn't work almost at that point. But then John Kerry's kind of an idiot. <laughs> oh, and, no, uh, come so, on. That, uh, no, no. But uh, it is pretty shameful that he's now back in power as a czar. So he doesn't even have to go through the Senate confirmation process. And uh, he'll be bankrolled and all that stuff. And uh, calls all kinds of nasty mischief. Uh, like uh, giving uh, blood money to Iran. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So um, that's the election mess. In the meantime, very important and brave news as actress Ellen Page came out 
as transgender. Ooh, because, you know, God, being a lesbian just isn't cool anymore. Oh, so now uh, she is now oh, he, oh, uh, oh, Elliot Page, uh, married to a lesbian. <laughs> so I don't know how that works. Suddenly <laughs> you're a lesbian. Your, 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 your female lover comes home and says, surprise, honey, I'm a man now. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if Elliot is undergoing it. hormone treatments uh, to go bald and grow a beard um, and all that. But, um, well, good luck for him. But in the meantime, maybe not because uh, she uh, he, he, sorry, uh, has a role on the Umbrella Academy uh, series, which I haven't gotten to watch yet. A lot of people say it's pretty good. Uh, but uh, he will continue to play a woman, uh, which, uh, oh, I thought that violated the rules. Uh, he would only be able to play trans what? men now. Because no one is allowed to play. Because uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Scarlett Johansson was going to do that movie about a trans man, and uh, the uh, Twitterverse uh, canceled her, and, and she was producing it and everything. She had to give it up. Just absurd. Meanwhile, what's his name? Vito Morgison or whatever. He's playing a gay man or something, and he came under fire because he's not really gay. And he told them to go F themselves. What? And that's oh what God. you should do oh. in response to Twitterverse. So there you go, your brief weekend review. Uh, I have I have a, an announcement to make oh, in, in light of, of what Elliot Page has shared with the world and to, to, to be brave and be an inspiration to others who are dealing with their identity. I would like to confess that I I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Bear, it's like that. Yes, no, I, I'm still lefty. And uh, I do respond to she, him, or uh, 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 he, her, and uh, or just they, them. And those are my pronouns. And uh, I'm so proud of, of Elliot, and I share in that uh, coming out. Because I, I just uh, discovered that that's, that's what it is. You know, and, you know, the societal pressures and influences of, you know, fads and trends that crop up out of nowhere on social media and entertainment have polluted my mind into thinking this wasn't true. But now, now I know it is. There, there, there. I could go in depth, so uh, if, if 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 we're all agreed, and I can explain all of this in, in due time and show how it's all very normal and uh, perfectly fine for you to uh, accept, and you should, otherwise you're a Nazi. So, when I was... This is a Nelson News Bulletin. An anti-gay Hungarian politician has resigned after being caught by the police fleeing a 25-man orgy. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A member of the European Parliament representing Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban's Fidesz party, or Fidesz, whatever, I don't know, has resigned from his position in Brussels after he was caught leaving what reports described as a 25-man orgy. Joseph Zager resigned after he admitted to breaching Belgium's strict lockdown rules to attend a sex party. The police found 25 naked men at the gathering, including Zager and some diplomats. A local police source is quoted as saying, We interrupted a gangbang. Orban's Hungarian government has curtailed LGBTQ rights since he was elected prime minister in 2010. Zager, who 
confronted Fidesz in the European Parliament, helped rewrite Hungary's constitution to protect the institution of marriage as the union of a man and a woman. Sager, a right-wing politician and ally of Orban, climbed out a first-floor window and was spotted fleeing along the gutter. A source close to the investigation said the officers were called after a complaint about a nighttime disturbance. Authorities said narcotics were found in Sager's bag. Sager insisted that he had not taken drugs. The public prosecutor's office said a passerby reported to the police that he had seen a man fleeing along the gutter. He was able to identify the man. The man's hands were bloody. It is possible that he may have been injured while fleeing. Narcotics were found in his backpack. The man was unable to produce any identification. He was escorted to his place of residence, where he identified himself as S.J. 1961, by means of a diplomatic passport. Sager said he was present at a private party and apologized. After the police asked for my identity, since I did not have ID on me, I declared that I was an MEP. The police continued the process and finally issued an official verbal warning and transported me home. I deeply regret violating the COVID restrictions. Yeah, that's that's the most embarrassing part, isn't it? <laughs> it was irresponsible on my part. I am ready to stand for the fine that occurs. He announced his resignation as an MEP and asked people to treat the matter as strictly personal to him. I ask everyone not to extend it to my homeland or to my political community, he added. Well, I guess that depends on how many attended the party. <laughs> but, well, he is taking full responsibility for his behavior here, and he sounds like the type of guy who's willing to bend over and take his punishment. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Oh, boy. What's the matter, Sally? I guess the beer just doesn't give me the buzz it used to. You need a butt chug. A butt chug? I'm not pouring beer in my ass. Not beer. Cough syrup. Here, let me flip you over. What? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my. Oh. Let's move these panties aside. <laughs> and we'll insert this tube. Oh, ah, ooh. Here comes the cough syrup, Sally. Oh, ah, oh. Wow. The walls are melting. I see flowers taking flight and turning into stars. <laughs> Can't get a buzz? Then you need a butt jug. Warning. Butt jugging may lead to brain damage. Rectal rot. And or farts that smell messy. This 
is a Nelson News Bulletin. Naked woman, busted for pleasuring herself outside Popeye's. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. For the second time in recent weeks, a Florida woman has been arrested for pleasuring herself in public. This time outside of Popeye's at 10 a.m. Vanessa Lee Jones, 38, was arrested after a witness reported spotting her masturbating near a dumpster outside the chicken joint in St. Petersburg. Jones was fully nude at the time. When police responded to the scene, officers also witnessed the defendant masturbating in front of the dumpster completely naked. Jones was observed on security cameras, masturbating while fully naked. Jones was arrested for exposure of sexual organs, a mystery. She is being held in the county jail in lieu of $150 bond. In an arrest affidavit, St. Petersburg police noted that Jones showed no indications of drug or alcohol influence and no indication of mental issues. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Uh, in police and court records, Jones is alternately listed as homeless and a resident of a rental property in Newport Ritchie, a city in the Tampa-St. Petersburg area. Jones was arrested on September 30th after allegedly exposing herself and masturbating in front of a 7-Eleven in St. Petersburg. Jones was charged with lewd and lascivious exhibitions since she allegedly continuously rubbed her vagina in view of a minor who was accompanied by a male relative who recorded the incident. Yeah. Jones remained behind bars until October 28th when she was freed after prosecutors declined to pursue the felony case. The 7-Eleven is a couple of blocks from the Popeye's restaurant where Jones was arrested a second time. According to court records, Jones' rap sheet includes convictions for theft, possession of drug equipment, trespassing, and possession of synthetic marijuana. I guess she just has a thing for parking lots. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Baron Boyd, Cliff Russell, Lola Montgomery, and a few locals were successful in reclaiming the pan van and escaping the clutches of the think tanks. But in doing so, they suddenly discovered that Biddy Findeclair was missing. Little did they know that in all the chaos of the attack, she was captured by the think tanks and brought back to their makeshift headquarters at the former police station. 
You are a prisoner of the Think Tanks. You are now within our interrogation chamber, which is attuned to your brainwave patterns. Failure to answer our questions honestly will result in severe reprimands of pain. We shall begin. What is your name? You will answer or the pain will increase. What is your name? Why is this subject not screaming in pain? Uh, well, it, uh, it appears the, uh, electrodes are not receiving the sufficient charge. I'm investigating, uh, investigating, investigating. Uh, ah, well, it appears... Yes, the uh, wiring has been severed. Severed? Could this be sabotage? I suspect not, as the method by which the cords were severed seems to be through biting. You mean to tell me the wiring was chewed through? Yes, and uh, I suspect rats as the culprit. Rats? Yeah, you, you know, rodents. Who is in charge of pest control? No, that will be uh, Century 21. Century 21, why have you not exterminated the rodent population of headquarters? Well, uh, I have managed to successfully exterminate 558,000 uh, rats, uh, but uh, there's able to infiltrate the building from the outside, and they're able to get in through just about any little nook and cranny. And, of course, also, they breed like rodents. This is intolerable. We managed to conquer the Earth from humanity, and yet we cannot exterminate a bunch of filthy little four-legged furry beasts. Well, I guess I can go set some more traps. I'll be back in a bit. Fortunately, the biorhythm monitor is functioning perfectly and shows evidence that the subject has indeed been exposed to pan-dimensional travel. With this information... We can now reach the unassailable conclusion that the vehicle we were investigating was indeed a pad van. Oh no! Oh, oops! A oh. pad van. A typical conveyance utilized by timekeepers. The enemy of the think tanks. You are a timekeeper! No, no, I'm not! <laughs> False responses will be punished. Oh, damn it. Look, do we have any electrical tape? Um, uh, even duct tape would do to restore the pain electrodes. Well, I'll have to look and see, but I have to uh, inform you that the biorhythm's readings seem to indicate that her answer was true. Is it possible that she stole the vehicle from a timekeeper? Perhaps, or she is an ally or a companion, if you will, uh, of the real time. I mean, after all, the group that attacked us were able to take the vehicle from us. Where and how did you acquire the pan van? Answer, answer, answer. <laughs> no, no, I will never tell you anything. I never. <laughs> yes, you will. For once we have the pan van, we can access the time tower. And once we have the time tower, we can destroy the timekeepers and take our rightful place as the supreme rulers of the multiverse. No, no, Papa will never allow you into the time tower. Papa, Papa. Ooh. Who oh, is no. Papa? Answer! Answer! I believe Papa is a term one uses in reference to their father. So, this 
Papa must be the timekeeper. Uh, no, 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 he's not. <laughs> the biorhythm monitor indicates that her response is false. Uh, oh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> Assemble the drone squadron and program the message within it and broadcast it to the general vicinity, telling this papa that we have his daughter. And if he does not respond within 24 hours to our demands that he surrender the time tower... Her life will be terminated. Oh no, will Baron Void have to sacrifice his time tower and therefore the entire multiverse to the think tanks in order to save his daughter? Perhaps this and other questions will be answered in the next exciting episode of Baron Void! You have been listening to Baron Void! Written, produced, and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music comes courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. Well, how's Baron Void going to get out of that one? <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. So it's December, so that makes it Christmas month. So what what themes could I do? Some Christmassy themes? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I could discuss the origins just off the top of my head. <laughs> of course, uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. So it's supposed to be about the, the birth of, of Jesus and uh, all that and with the, the, the star and, and the three wise men and all that sort of stuff and fulfilling a Messiah prophecy. Uh, and of course, the virgin birth and all that. Uh, the star, a lot of people suspect, might have been a star that went nova and they saw it in the sky. And uh, there is reference in other cultures, even now as far as China, or, or discussing the sight of a star. So there there was something like that. Some suggest it might have been a, a comet. The idea that, that people mistook it for Venus or something, I just that's just not bright enough because <laughs> you know, Venus, they've, they've already seen that. So it wouldn't have been something to be that uh, noticeable. So uh, there is, of course, that. But why did it become a holiday? Well, as Christianity grew and basically infiltrated the Roman Empire, uh, it became more and more a part of the culture of the empire uh, and eventually completely uh, adopted as the official religion of it under Emperor Constantine. Or at least he, you know, ended the persecution of them and recognized uh, the faith and whatnot. But it already spread and uh, uh, replaced the pagan religion that they had had, you know, uh, which, interestingly enough, the Roman society had adapted from the Greek myths of, you know, Zeus and Apollo and all that. And they had their own version of it. Uh, so, uh, in Roman, uh, culture, it was, you know, Zeus was Jupiter, uh, Apollo was, was it Helios, I believe? Uh, so they just had different names, but the stories are basically the same. Even the myths of Hercules, which actually Hercules is the Roman version. Uh, the original version of his name was Heracles in the Greek version and stuff like that. So that when, uh, Christianity became more and more popular and became the main religion and force, of the Roman, it actually survived the Roman Empire. The, the church is what maintained a lot of the records of the Roman Empire and all that sort of stuff. It became more adapted to it. So you, a lot of times, within, especially within the Catholic faith, uh, faith of uh, praying to saints and whatnot, sort of replaced the multiple gods of the pantheon. <laughs> so, um, so there was a lot of that. And also uh, Christmas 
kind of became this adaption of what is believed to be a festival that they had called Saturnalia. Now, Saturn refers to the god, or the Titan, rather, who was, uh, they were the ones who were originally in charge, and uh, uh, Saturn, or Kronos, as he was in the Greek version, was the father of Zeus and, of course, uh, Jupiter, uh, depending on which version you want to take. And uh, so a, a, a festival uh, event uh, about the same time was surrounded around that of Saturnalia. Well, as Christianity took over, they uh, rather than giving up uh, the fun-filled festivals they had, which is very important for communities and, of course, the economy, <laughs> uh, adapted it to celebrate Jesus' birth rather than, you know, the pagan holiday. So that's kind of how the, the beginnings happens as that point where everything is centered around Jesus. And uh, even though, uh, biblically speaking, it's not really referred to as, it's not like Passover or something like that, where you're sort of commanded to remember it. The only thing is like the Last Supper scene, which becomes part of the, the communion or Eucharist in the uh, Catholic faith. Uh, but if we're out throughout Christianity of how important that, that scene is and how people, uh, Christians, uh, replicate it. Um, but that, that's kind of the action. There's no particular Easter, of course, is another story of, of, of more pagan origins rather than, <laughs> um, uh, for Christians. But, um, Christmas in and of itself was never really mandated, uh, within it. it, it the story is told. But that's uh, what they did, and it was adapted to maintain people's focus on the faith and all of that. So that's kind of how that happens and starts out. And uh, the other elements of the trees and the Santa Claus, well, that's another story <laughs> as time goes by. But that's kind of how the, the, the church, especially the Catholic Church, which was the dominant power uh, after the fall of Rome, uh uh, maintained that and would adapt it. And you would see that as going through with colonization and whatnot of the church adapting cultures. And that's why there's different versions of it all over the world where they just sort of adapted things that weren't completely abandoned from the previous uh, uh, religion uh, of the culture that was replaced by Christianity. So there you go. Um, one of the aspects of the origins of Christmas. Uh, there you are. Well, uh, we'll see what we do next week after probably another roller coaster ride. <laughs> of course, the significant date of December 8th uh, will have passed by then. So uh, we'll see how that is then for the next episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. Join me, won't you? Yeah, you will. Views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and/or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and/or blocked. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. A Kentucky man is caught trying to sell his girlfriend's child for $2,500 outside a convenience store. According to police, a tipster called 911 around 1.20 a.m. to report that a male suspect approached two individuals and offered to sell them the four-year-old child. 
who was with the man at a speedy mart in Corbin, a city in the state's southeastern corner. Witnesses provided Kentucky State Police officers with the license plate of the suspect's white Nissan, which led them to a home about five miles away. Inside, they found the child, his mother Gertrude Henson, 26, and Harry Day, 29. During questioning, Day and Henson reportedly admitted to using methamphetamine earlier in the day. A search of the residence turned up meth and drug paraphernalia. Additionally, Day had visible track marks that were still bleeding. Since Day had driven to Henson's residence from the Speedy Mart, police administered a field sobriety test, which Day failed. Day was arrested and charged with promoting human trafficking, DUI, and two vehicular accounts. Henson was charged with meth possession, endangering the welfare of a child in possession of drug paraphernalia. Both were booked into the Knox County Jail, where Henson is being hailed on $5,000 bond. During his initial court appearance, Day wasted no time copping to the felony trafficking charge, for which he was sentenced to 360 days in custody. The DUI count was dropped as part of a plea deal. The child Day sought to sell, apparently for drug money, was the product of a prior relationship of Henson's. While the juvenile was initially placed in the custody of child welfare workers, it is unclear who is now caring for the child. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin.